Hello, everyone. This is Niu Niu. Welcome to the third season of Old Wisdom, New Insights. As of today, we've met four fascinating ancient Chinese figures: the top KOL in Northern Song Dynasty, Fan Zhongyan. If I write an article about a place, it will become a tourist destination and stay popular. China's number one bamboo painting artist, Zheng Banqiao. Having suffered so many hardships, the bamboo cluster remains sturdy still, regardless of the strong wind. The socially awkward, academically brilliant foreign reformer Wang Anxi. To be liked or disliked, that was never the question for me. And the successful vernacular novelist Feng Menglong. I say it's never too old to follow your dream. Do you notice anything that these four have in common? Bingo! Besides the above-mentioned identity, they were all outstanding Chinese government officials. They were able to put the country's interests and people's happiness ahead of their own. They cared deeply about the well-being of each individual in the society, and they always did the righteous thing, regardless of what others thought of them. These are all precious qualities for government officials. So, in your opinion, what are the qualifications and characteristics of a good government official, a true civil servant? Here are some answers I got from online. Let's take a listen. Truthful, willing to admit mistakes, humble, caring, positive attitude, attentive, willing to listen and accept others' opinions, strong-willed with a soft side. Also family-oriented if possible. Yes, Cheng Lian is important in my country, Pakistan. I think he should be handsome, tall, and look attractive, not ugly. These are all good answers. In my opinion, the most important quality for an official is being clean and incorruptible, or Qinglian in Chinese. In ancient China, being called a Qingguan or an incorruptible official by the people was one of the greatest approvals. The star of today's episode has had the highest approval in this regard. Since he was given the title of Tianxia Di Yi Qingguan, literally the cleanest and most incorruptible official under heaven in Qing Dynasty, the man's name is Zhang Boxing. Zhang Boxing lived over 300 years ago in Qing Dynasty. He served several different posts in the government, from local inspector all the way up to minister in the central court. And no matter which post he took up, the man was the role model of righteousness and integrity. One of the most well-known anecdotes of Zhang Boxing took place when he was appointed the head of Fujian Province in southeast China. Upon his arrival at the government residence, to Zhang Boxing's great surprise, the decoration was quite luxurious. So he asked a local official. How come there are so many high-end furniture and precious antiques in my government residence? Oh, Mr. Zhang, this is a traditional code of conduct. When a new head of the province arrives, local people would help decorate the office and the residence to express a warm welcome. What do you mean by help? This is extortion. It's clearly an act of seeking bribe from the common people. Return everything right away. 
after this little incident Zhang Boxing encountered on his first day in Fujian, the official successively turned down several so-called housewarming gifts. He then decided to further make clear his resolve on being a clean and incorruptible official. So Zhang Boxing put up a piece of paper on the main gate of the provincial government building with a short article, which ended up becoming his most famous piece. The first two lines in the article are quite interesting. 一丝一粒,我知名节,一粒一毫,明知之高,宽一分,明受赐不止一分,取一文,我为人不止一文。do you find it a bit challenging to understand? No worries, Xiao Niu Niu is here to help. Yes, I'm happy to be at your service. These words are quite interesting. Maybe you've already noticed that there are eight, yi, or one in this saying, which in my opinion, sounds beautiful. For the first line, yi si yi li, wo zhi ming jie, both si and li are measure words for tiny items. Here, yi si yi li represents tiny strands and particles of gifts. Wo means I. Zhi can be understood as belonging to someone. Ming jie means reputation and integrity. So, yi si yi li wo zhi ming jie means that even if I accepted the smallest gift, it would contaminate my reputation and integrity. Yi li yi hao, min zhi zhi gao. Both li and hao are measure words for little amounts of money. Min means people. Zhi gao means grease. Min zhi zhi gao means flesh and blood of the people. Here is a metaphor for the wealth created by the working people. So, yi li yi hao, min zhi zhi gao means that even the least amount of money is hard-won possessions of the people. As for the second sentence, 宽一分,民受赐不止一分,取一文,我为人不止一文。Both 分 and 文 are again quantity words for small items. So, 宽一分,民受赐不止一分 means if I treat people with a little more leniency, They'll benefit more than a little. 取一文,我为人不值一文 means if I took just a little bit from the people, my integrity would be worthless. Zhang Boxing fully understood the significant power that government officials had over the people. He used this article to show his commitment to staying honest, clean, and incorruptible. It also reminded him and other officials to keep serving the needs of the people and not to take from the people. Niu Niu, is my understanding correct? You explained it quite well, Zhang Niu Niu. Great job! Zhang Boxing's article went viral among his colleagues. The other upstanding ones praised him highly, while the corrupted ones scolded him for making them look bad. But one thing was for sure. No one ever dared to bribe Zhang Boxing again. This was, of course, not the only story that showcases Zhang Boxing's integrity. For instance, when he finished his term in Fujian and started working in Jiangsu province, he stuck with his principles. 
He brought along with him all the daily necessities he needed in Jiangsu, so the locals didn't need to prepare anything for him. The only gift he accepted was fresh water taken from the mountains. Zhang loved to drink the sweet spring water, but he stopped drinking it when he found out who carried the water for him. This spring water tastes great, but I can't accept it because it was carried from the mountains to my place by the local people. I can't take that anymore. We are the servants of the people. We can't let the people serve us. When Zhang Boxing finished his tenure in Jiangsu, many local people came to see him off and brought some special souvenirs for their beloved provincial head. Thank you, folks. Thank you. But there's no way I can accept expensive gifts. I insist. Fine. If you must give me something, I'll take this pak choy and two pieces of tofu. What? Pak choy and tofu? They can be easily found on most Chinese dinner tables. How could they be souvenirs? Was it just because these were inexpensive items? Actually, there was another layer of meaning. Pak choy is green in color, which is qing in Chinese, and tofu is white, which is bai in Chinese. Here, the combination of green vegetable and white tofu reminds people of the well-known Chinese idiom "yi qing er bai," which means one is clean and has absolutely nothing to hide. The idiom is perfect for describing Zhang Boxing's character. From the past to the present, Chinese people have always regarded being clean and having integrity as great merits of government officials. Three centuries later, another young Chinese government official who worked in northern China's Zhengding County also followed Zhang Boxing's code of conduct strictly. He could often be seen on his way to visiting the local villages on an old bicycle, wearing a worn-out military uniform. One day, after a long ride and busy field work, the village head decided to take the young official to a small restaurant for lunch. It's already noon. Let's go and get something to eat. Great. Where are we going? There is only one restaurant in our village. It's just around the corner. Restaurant? No, no, no. No need to go to a restaurant. Let's just go to the canteen. The canteen is too shabby. Sometimes the steam bombs are hot as bricks. The restaurant is a little better. No big meals anyway. Just some simple dishes. No restaurant, please. Let's go to the canteen. I like the atmosphere there, and we can continue our discussion about work. Oh, we didn't know you were coming today. So there was only steam bombs and some fried vegetables, and there was no decent place to sit in the canteen. Fried vegetables? That's already better than expected. We can eat around the cement block as our table. But it's not proper to treat you like this. No worries. Everything is fine. How much is the meal? Oh, don't worry about that. It's nothing. Just the steam bombs and veggies. I will take care of the bill. And don't worry, I won't use the public fund. It's all on me. No, I can't do that. It's not trivial. It's a matter of principle. I must pay for the meal. The young official was not only strict with him; he strongly opposed any kind of waste regarding official banquets. But there were new challenges after he became the head of the county. 
Government officials are not allowed to use public spans for receptions. This is a rule. Our county needs to carry out market reform and attract more investment from the outside to boost the local economy. When investors come, we need to treat them to at least a good meal. That's reasonable. Then we should have a standard for official receptions. When there is indeed the need to serve guests, the meals should stick to a modest alcohol on cigarette-free four-dish one-soup standard. The dishes should mainly use local produce, not any high-end delicacies. After this rule was implemented for several days, the young county head noticed another problem. One, two, three, seven. There are seven people from the local government who took part in reception dinner. But there are only three guests. This is not right. We should add another rule regarding the number of local staff, which should not exceed the number of guests at the dining table. Gradually, receptions became more and more standardized. Besides the four-dish, one-soup rule, a new regulation set the limit of local staff at receptions to five people. In most cases, there were only two or three. And the Discipline Inspection Committee would strictly supervise all receptions of all government units. During this young official's term in Zhengding, he has always been upright and incorruptible and kept a thrifty lifestyle himself. He turned down the new beddings provided him and insisted on using his old ones covered with dozens of patches. He lived in his office, which was simply decorated with a table, a chair, a bed, and two bookshelves. When he got too busy working and missed a meal, which happened very often, he would make do with two steamed buns and one piece of seasoned tofu. When the local people learned of this, they were touched and often brought him homegrown sweet potatoes or peanuts. But he always declined politely. Just like Zhang Boxing, he also believed in He believes that accepting even a little bit from the people is not appropriate. This young man's name is Xi Jinping, who is now the Chinese president. When President Xi visited Lankao County, which was Zhang Boxing's hometown, he recited the entire passage on the no bribe please notice we talked about. President Xi said that committing corruption is like a slippery slope with no such thing as an insignificant wrong deed. Government officials should learn from Zhang Boxing and refuse even the smallest bribes. This brings us to the end of this episode, also the last figure in this season of Old Wisdom, New Insights. We will greatly appreciate your positive reviews and, of course, a precious five-star rating. It will be of great help of us and will help our fellow Chinese enthusiasts to find us more easily. Lots of love. Also, after listening to all the interesting stories about these inspiring ancient Chinese people, which story do you like the best? Which one is your favorite figure of the season? Do share! Hey guys, this is Niu Niu again. 
If you like the show, be sure to subscribe via wherever you tune in. If you have any questions or feedback, please get in touch via email at crilearnchinese@gmail.com, or you can interact with me directly on my Facebook page, Niu Niu Chinese. That's N I U N I U Chinese. Thanks for your company, and see you next time on Old Wisdom, New Insights.